Hey, it's Brandon here. And before we dive into today's episode, I have a few things I want to talk with you about. So first off, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And I hope you can feel the sincerity in my voice here because I'm talking to you specifically. Seriously, thank you. Like if, if you're listening to my voice right now, I know who you are and you wouldn't be listening to this show if you weren't a seeker, someone that is just relentless about satisfying their curiosity and just committed to making the biggest contribution that you're capable of making. And it is, it is people like you that are honestly changing the fucking world. <laughs> and I honestly, God love you for that. So thank you so much for just being an epic freaking human. So because you're such an amazing human to me, it's a no brainer that I literally do everything in my power to serve you at the highest level possible. Cause I know that by serving you, it is a force multiplier in the world just because I know what kind of person you are. And if I'm being completely honest, I've been hiding for a while. I, I really wasn't ready for the world to see me because I didn't know who I was. And I've honestly not been ready to, to serve you or to show up at the next level. But with the, the rebrand to Beyond Curious and really going deep to figure out who I am, which by the way, if you haven't listened to episode 148 for that journey, go check that out. But anyways, I, I am ready to serve you at a whole new level in 2024 and beyond. So I have some big things that I'm dreaming of. But the thing is, is that it's not about me. It's not about me, what I want to build. It's about you because I honestly just don't want to build the wrong thing. So the thing that I could really use your help with is if you could help me build the right thing. So what I did is I put together a survey to collect your thoughts and it's just going to take five to seven minutes and it would mean the world to me. If you figured it out, I'm going to read every single response and I'm just, I'd be so grateful for your time. So in exchange for the survey, I have some really juicy things I want to give you. So anyways, I'll start off by saying if, you, if you're if you in and you want to help and support, you don't even need to hear about what I want to give you, you can head to bfo.ng slash survey. That's bfo.ng slash survey. It'll be in the show description, but you can literally pop that into Chrome or wherever you browse. And in exchange for your five to seven minutes of feedback, I'd like to give you not one, not two, but three huge bonuses that literally it took me hours to put together. And I want to give it to you as an ethical bribe because I didn't want to give you something half-assed. So when you complete the survey immediately afterwards on the thank you page, you're going to get access to this amazing bonus content. And again, that's at bfo.ng slash survey. So what the heck did I put together for you? So the first bonus is a never released episode that honestly I think is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever produced and it took a shit ton of time. <laughs> so if you've been listening to the show for a while in the first 140-ish episodes before I transitioned to Beyond Curious, I asked the question, what does happiness mean to you today to, I don't even know, over 100 guests on the show. And so what I did in this never aired episode is I took hours, it took hours of digging and I combined 25 of my favorite responses. And you'll hear responses from a seventh degree black belt, Zen master, a decorated air fighter pilot, even the 94 year old legend that invented the cell phone about what happiness means to you today. And this was just an amazingly beautiful episode that I think is gonna help you to live a more fulfilling and happy life. So that is bonus number one. And the only way you can get that is, is when you fill out the survey again, at bfo.ng slash survey. The second bonus is behind the scenes access to a one page resource that literally dozens of people have asked me for. So I've never shared this before, but this resource for the right person can absolutely save you over 10 hours of boring work every single week so that you can focus more on what you were put on this earth to do. And it is something that whenever somebody sees me working on my computer or gets access to some of the flows that I've created, they're always blown away by it. So I'm really excited to share this with you in a way that I've never done before. And last but not least, 
I put together a whole new mini course that I will literally be selling in 2024 and I'm gonna give it away for you for free. You'll get a coupon code to literally do that. But this mini course reveals the exact and proven framework that you can use to build deep relationships with the people that would transform your life. And this is the exact system that has helped me to build relationships with the guests that you hear on the show all the time. Some of the biggest name guests that have been on the show, I have literally used this framework to build a relationship with them I'm taking you behind the scenes about how you can do this for your life to build all those relationships that are just going to make life meaningful and transformative every single way. So again, you're going to get all three of those bonuses immediately after you finish the survey. All you have to do is head to bfo.ng slash survey to fill it out. Again, bfo.ng slash survey. And hey, if you decide to not fill out the survey, that's totally cool too. Maybe you're thinking, I don't really do surveys, sorry. Or maybe you're like, Brandon, those bonuses suck. <laughs> Whatever your float floats your boat works for me. But like I said, it would honestly mean the world to me if you just headed to bfo.ng slash survey right now to help me out. And whether you choose to do that or not, again, I so appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here and I will shut up and let you enjoy today's episode. Greetings, my friend, and welcome to Beyond Curious, conversations with brave adventurers like yourself that are taking voyages into the unknown to satisfy their curiosity, fulfill their purpose, and bring their ideas to life. Greetings, my friends, Brandon Fong here, and whether you are a new friend or an old friend, I am super excited to have you here listening, and I'm grateful to introduce you to today's guest, Brandon Fong. If you do one-to-one, you have to understand people a lot deeper than if you're doing one-to-many. Because one-to-many, this is going to sound weird, you can hide doing one-to-many. You can be talking, you can talk to so many people and be talking to no one, right? I think if you take the lens of talking to one person and going deep with one person, you're going to understand how they function, what they need help and support with, and you're going to be able to contribute at such a deeper level because you understand them so much more. And then that can expand to one to many. Was introducing myself too cheesy? I don't know. And I guess it's too late now. You can't unlisten. So <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already today, I'm the one being interviewed. So if you've been following along on my journey, I've been going through a lot of transformation over the past few years. So there was a period in 2020, 2021-ish when I was launching the podcast where I was on like 50 podcasts in the year. But then I kind of stopped promoting myself because I felt misaligned. I didn't really know where my messaging was going and my branding, and I wasn't really clear on what was next. So if you want the full context on that transformation, that story, go listen to episode 140. But the rest of 2023 and heading into 2024, it is going to be an epic, epic year where I'm doubling down on expanding my thought leadership, growing the show, getting another podcasts. And what you're about to listen to is an interview that I did on the Visionary Life podcast with my friend, Kelsey Rydell. So this is an episode where she interviews me. And then next week, I interview Kelsey on a normal episode of Beyond Curious, but it was such a good string of interviews. We just wanted to leverage both of them. So Kelsey is going to add some context on the beginning of this episode. So I'm not, I'm not going to make it redundant. Um, and then next week I'll turn the mic over to Kelsey. So one final thing I will say is I added an additional bonus bonus at the end of this special interview, not going to spoil surprise as to what it is, but let me just say that it will give you some more behind the scenes context on some of the stuff I'm working on that I'm super excited to share. And I'm sure you'll be hearing more about Uh, in the coming months if you're following on an ongoing basis. So I'll give you more context when we get to that point. But for now, here is my interview with Kelsey Rydell on the Visionary Life podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Hey, visionaries. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Brandon Fong. Where do I even begin with this incredible human being? Brandon has the biggest heart. He has a true gift for connecting people together. He has introduced me to some amazing humans and his brain always goes to who can I introduce this person to? It's like the least selfish thing ever. He's always looking to plug you into the people who are going to change your life. And he's also a curious explorer of life and he has created some of the most meaningful gatherings that I have ever attended. Actually, one in particular. Um, You may remember from episode 296, I recapped this incredible random trip to Utah that I took um, to hang out with 12 entrepreneurs at this mansion in Park City. And Brandon was the visionary. He was the creator of this. And I had no intention of going on a one-week trip to Park City in July. But I knew that Brandon would get the right people in the room. He has this ability to build relationships, keep in touch. And he is just very masterful at gathering really interesting human beings. And I know it took a lot for him to launch this retreat and to hold the vision that the right people would show up. But let me tell you, it was so insanely awesome. So I genuinely think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Brandon. It goes all over the place. (laughs) We're talking about how he got into entrepreneurship, his start in the restaurant industry and in network marketing. That was kind of what his parents showed him as a child. And then it kind of evolves into where he is today and the frameworks that he loves and teaches, including the IKEA effect, how to build real R-E-A-L relationships. He talks about the infinity loop and you're going to have to tune in to hear about all of them. And what's really fun too is that I also recorded an episode for Brandon's podcast, the Beyond Curious podcast. And on Brandon's podcast, he's on a mission to create a more deeply connected world by catalyzing curiosity. And We kind of had a two-part conversation because after I interviewed Brandon, I got to be on the other side of the mic and he interviewed me and we were just like, whoa, that two hours was so fun, (laughs) so fulfilling, so magical. So we're going to air both episodes. So if you like this one, make sure you listen to the other episode. So without further ado, by the way, if you listen right to the end, Brandon's actually giving you his phone number. And if there's one person in this world you want to be connected to, it's Brandon Fong. (laughs) He has high energy and the largest heart. And I just don't know why you wouldn't want to connect with someone so passionate. He has interviewed some of the most insane guests on Beyond Curious. I'll link it all in the show notes. I wouldn't get on a plane and fly to the USA if I didn't think this human was awesome. Um, So let's get into this week's episode with Brandon Fong. 
Brandon, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited, number one, because we get to spend our mornings together. I was like, <laughs> hey, would you mind doing an early morning session? And you were totally up for it. So I feel like this is the best way to start the day. And you and I have actually known each other a couple of years. We got to know each other in a mastermind, so virtually. And then we actually got to meet IRL in July of 2023, which is actually my favorite thing. Like I love the power of the online world, but it's really neat to be able to move these relationships into more of an offline analog. I get to know you, I get to hug you. So first off, I just wanted to say welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, Kelsey. I'm super excited for Kelsey and Brandon Day and uh, was just really grateful for the invite. And I so appreciate you visionaries for hanging out with us today. If you are listening to Kelsey, if you have her up in your earlobes, you're in the right spot because I love you very much, Kelsey. So grateful for being here and grateful for you guys listening. So, so excited. So Brandon, you are a husband, you're a connector, you're a podcast host. You are a masterful community builder, and I believe you use the word super connector. You're an <laughs> entrepreneur. So, you know, I wanted to start at a point where it's kind of that boring question that a lot of people will ask us when they say, so what do you do? So when somebody asks you that, because you are someone who's so multi-passionate, multi-talented, and I feel like that question could make us freeze up, but at this point in your journey, when somebody says, Hey, Brandon, nice to meet you. What do you do? What is the first thing that comes out of your mouth? I want to hear from your perspective because you do so much. It's a great question. And it's a hard question because when I answer that, I always want to answer it from the perspective that's going to serve the person that is talking to that I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. So usually I'll come from a perspective of wanting to be curious and get to know the person ahead of time. Because if it's somebody that's not really familiar with the world that we live in or the world that you hang out listening, um, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to really go into the intricacies. So I might say I'm a podcaster. I might say I'm a consultant. Um, but if I'm talking to a Kelsey Rydell or somebody that I know is just like really excited or really passionate about this world, I think the easiest way I've been able to explain it lately is I craft experiences that build deep human connection. And I know it's kind of like a 30,000 foot esoteric view, but I am all about creating containers and opportunities for people to connect with that deeper, more authentic version of themselves. And then once they've been able to do that, to develop relationships with other people as well. So that comes in several formats that comes with my own show. It comes with the events that I put together for my guests. It comes from the in-person experiences that I'm creating right now. And then I also help consult and I help support people on the process that I've developed over the years of how to develop real relationships, which mm. we could dive into later on, the, on, uh, on my podcast. So I have a few clients that I help support with that process as well on how to build deep relationships with people that are, you know, potential strategic partners and all that good stuff. So hopefully that, that explains it as best as possible. <laughs> it is such a good launching pad. And I think the first question that I have back to you is, has connecting always come naturally to you? Because I notice that every time I talk to you, <clears throat> you'll say something like, oh, I want to connect you with this person. And then you'll follow up with this beautiful introduction. And I've often noticed myself thinking, that is not my default. You know, when I'm chatting mm. with someone, I'm so engaged, but I don't always think, who do I know that I can put this person in touch with? And you've actually inspired me greatly to really add that to a conversation to say, not what can I do for this person, but do I know anybody mm. that I could connect them with that could add value to their life? So has this always been a skill that came naturally to you or did you cultivate this over time? Where did this come from? 
It's such a great question. And I so appreciate you doing your homework for the podcast. Cause I, I'm always on the other, on the other receiving <laughs> yeah. end of doing the home, the homework. And so I know when you I saw are. you said, so, so when I saw you did your homework, cause I, I know you pulled in your research that I grew up in a family of, of restaurant owners, but yeah. actually yeah. The, the, the really interesting part about my childhood is that was the early, early years. Like I wasn't even fully a human yet. The, 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 the most, <laughs> the most human, you know, teenage earlier years, uh, my parents had a, had a company that they were growing that I, I guess some people would call it MLM, whatever it is. Yeah. But I, I had I had this opportunity to see a culture of people that were really passionate about growth, about connecting. And so I had some really, you know, it's funny, to, it's crazy to say this, but like my parents were so good at getting my brother and I involved in the business and making us feel like we were a part of it. So this sounds like crazy alien language, like who does this? But my parents would take me out, us out and we would meet people. We would connect with people. I was cold calling people when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I would go to like the, the, the conferences. And so I think I was just steeped in the environment of people that are passionate about becoming the best version of themselves. And that really kind of inspired me and seeing my dad do public speaking and that kind of stuff was really kind of, I think the genesis of just understanding the importance of relationships to begin with. But as I've gone throughout my journey of building my network and connecting with people, I've realized that this is coming from the perspective of a podcaster, but you listening, you have this as well, is that you are, whether you're intentional about it or not, or you're unintentional about it, you are curating people. The people in your life, you are intentionally thinking about why they're in your life. As a podcaster, I have very specific filters about who I'm bringing on the show and why I'm doing that. But I think most people don't realize the value of the people that you've curated in your life. And 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 so whenever I'm connecting with someone, I know I can take a one plus one equals 11 opportunity that's really going to deepen the relationship with both parties at the same exact time. So um, it I think it's just become a default because I know when I have two humans that I deeply love that need to know each other that can create better impact in the world, I just want to make that happen as quickly and as deeply as possible. So, you know, I, I, I'm grateful to have introduced you to some people, Kelsey. I know I listened to your episode with Brian Scudamore, which was really cool to listen to that. And, 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 and I know you just talked about Brooke. And so, yeah, I just, I think it's, it's, it, it also brings me just deep joy and fulfillment to see people I love hanging out together. So I think that's mm -hmm. kind of some of the contributions for it. Mm, there's so much I want to unpack there. I think uh, first, I don't know if I ever told you, but I also had a stint in network marketing and nice. much, <laughs> as, much as that industry gets perhaps a bad reputation, I actually think I learned so much about oh, yeah. building businesses, making connections, how to like extract passion and share that with others. And if you're excited about something, they can get excited about it. And I think that it is such an interesting way to learn business because network marketing is all about connections and it's about constantly growing your network and meeting people. So I think there's a lot that, yeah, you probably gleaned from that chapter of your life, which is really, really neat. And something else that you said that I wanted to double tap on was this idea of you can either intentionally create your relationships mm. and curate people who you spend time with and start to pick out people from the world that you're like, I want to surround myself with them. Or that can be a totally unintentional process for some people. Um, I think of my early years as a teenager, like 
I was just kind of unintentionally going about life and whoever I met or whoever was living near me with proximity, those were the people I hung out with. And now I'm kind of observing, I love hanging around people with this type of quality or who share this vision with me. Mm -hmm. And I almost see it like this spectrum. There's like the unintentional, like whoever I meet, great. But then there's the intentional of like, oh my gosh, what if I connected with this type of person? And you're somebody who I believe is very intentional about the people you surround yourself with and are really unapologetic about going out there and making that initial connection, which is such mm. a neat skill because I think a lot of us block ourselves thinking, oh, I could never get myself in that room or I could never reach out to a Brian Scudamore who has a multi, multi, million billion dollar company. <laughs> um, and so I'm curious when you're thinking about intentionally curating your network of people and you want to make a connection with somebody who you have no relationship with at this point, is there anything that you do that gets you noticed or that makes you feel less awkward in making that initial touch point? Because <laughs> I know so many of our listeners are terrified to reach out to somebody who inspires them that they don't know. Yeah, this is such a good question. And I have spent hours thinking about this. So we, so you tell me, Kelsey, I think what I'll do is I'll give a, I'll give a flyby. And then you tell me if you want to go deeper here, or if you just want to keep it at the flyby. So I believe you can build any relationship that you want. If you take the right Avenue, it's an acronym I invented. Um, it's AVE and it stands for appreciate value and end with a question. And so you're right. I think it is very daunting, especially when you're like, cause I, I actually did, that's how I connect with Brian. I, I sent him a cold email. Like I, I didn't have a, some, sometimes I have a warm introduction. That's actually most of the time what happens when I get connected with somebody. Um, but every once in a while, there's like a human that it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing some incredible things in the world. And how do I build a intentional relationship with you that starts from a place of building a transformational relationship, not a transactional relationship. So um, AVE. So the first thing I'll say about appreciation is that if you go and you look inside of your email inbox right now, or your LinkedIn email, your LinkedIn box right now, so many people are just spamming the same crap over and over and over again. Right. And you can tell that they just are not really taking the time to connect. And so it's a small, simple thing. I think most people think when they send an outreach, it needs to be about me and how cool I am and how, you know, much credentials I have, but really flip the script. What if you can make it about the other person, right? And so I teach this uh, very specific way that you can do this. I call it the love plus specific formula. And it's something very simple. It's like, how specific can you give someone a very specific appreciation for why you think they're an amazing human being? So if I was reaching out to Kelsey and I didn't know her, I might say, hey, Kelsey, I listened to episode 296 of you flying to Utah to meet some really cool humans. <laughs> and I love that point that you made that sometimes you just got to make that jump and, uh, even though you're nervous, you just got to reach out and connect with someone. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's no way that can be copy and pasted to any other human being except for Kelsey. And she knows that I actually listened to the episode, right? So whenever you're reaching out to someone, how do you actually start from a place of specificity? The next part is value. So also thinking about from the perspective of the other person, what is the value that I'm bringing to the table? I have been very intentional about building a podcast. And, and if you're listening to this, and you're like, I don't have a podcast. I built this podcast for this purpose so that I had a platform that I can immediately add value to people. And so 
I, I might say if, if I'm reaching out to someone on the show, I would say, you know, I'm grateful to say I have a top 2% globally ranked show. These are the kind of people I curate. These are some of the things that people say, um, you know, the, and I also love making warm introductions between people that are within my network. So that's the, the value chunk. And the last part is very simply end with a question. Um, when you are responding to emails, the hardest emails to respond to are the ones that you don't know what the heck you're supposed to do. It's like, okay. Um, so if you end with a very clear question, um, it makes it very simple to respond. So if I were, again, I'm using the context of a podcast, but we can make this more specific to the visionaries hanging out with us. When I end with the question, I might say something along the lines of hundred percent up to you and totally fine either way. But what are your thoughts on being featured on the show? Question mark, nothing else afterwards. It is very clear if somebody is reading that, they're like, okay, let's zoom out. They took the time to appreciate me. They thought about how they can add value. And it's it's very simple. I can respond to that email with pretty much a one word or two word answer. Yes, I'm in or, or no, I'm out, right? And so- I've done this over and over and over again. I've tested this, everything I've shared with you right mm -hmm. there. Like I have literally sent and tracked open rates. I've tracked click-through rates. I've tracked reply rates, but um, hopefully that that didn't go too deep. But I think it, it, hopefully if you take the AVE approach, appreciate value and with the question, if you follow that generally, you should make it a lot simpler to reach out and build relationships with people. Mm. And I love that because when I think of me as an early stage entrepreneur, I think even when I did have the courage to reach out to people I didn't know, it was more so of an ask. Like there was no mm. appreciation. I don't know that I was adding value. It was more so, hey, can I pick your brain and can we go yep. out for coffee? And that kind of goes completely against the AVE framework because you're going straight to the question, but it's not even a very good question. Like, can I pick your brain? <laughs> it's like yeah. the worst possible email that any busy entrepreneur could ever receive because they're like, no, I don't have time for that. And it doesn't stand out from the 982 other emails that I got that said the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I love this, and I want to jump in because I, I do want to make this very applicable to your to your audience. And so I actually yesterday, Kelsey, you know, we talked about the mastermind we were in. I was in Michael Roderick's uh, group, and he brought in the celebrities, and we had to give a pitch on a concept, and we got feedback from all these incredibly high level people, which is really cool. And the concept I presented is this presented is this idea that I've been talking about lately is called the mentorship infinity loop. It's very simple, but I, I want to just break this down really quickly because I think it'll make it very easy for somebody that it really resonates with what you just said, which I think is so brilliant because yeah, if you don't have a platform or if you're still figuring things out, like how do you actually start this? And so what I've realized is I've deconstructed all of my mentorship relationships or deep relationships with some high level people. It followed a very simple pattern. So if you imagine infinity loop, right? On the left-hand side, you have advice. And on the right-hand side, you have action and gratitude. Those are the two components that make up any form of relationship. So if you can kind of imagine like, I, I use this graphic on my slides of like a GIF. So if you can kind of imagine, I know I'm kind of, you're listening, you're not listening, but imagine kind of like a ball kind of jumping around on the sides of the infinity loop. Your goal to build relationships is to, to do the loop as many times as possible. And what I realized is that you can start this loop on either side. So let me explain what that means. You can start by giving, act, taking action and expressing gratitude 
And that is all you can do in the beginning. And that's completely fine. Like Kelsey, if you received a message that somebody said, Hey, I took what you shared. I shared it. I applied it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for, for making an impact. You are, you're like, there's no call to action. There's nothing. There's just gratitude, right? You are going to feel called to respond and say, thank you so much. And that is putting the ball on your side. And if you do that enough, what might happen is you might get a piece of advice that is given from the mentor on the other side. And the more that you can create that exchange of action taken, gratitude expressed, action taken, gratitude expressed, action taken, gratitude expressed, that is when relationships build and deepen and deepen and deepen. And so if you don't quite have a way that you want to use the full AVE approach, and I can even deconstruct that even easier about how I used AVE really early on in my journey, but I think that's a very simple way that you could just take the A. Just take the A, take a podcast that you listen to, go implement it, send Kelsey an email, send somebody else an email and just express the gratitude. And that's going to want to make them want to invest in you even more. And that's the basis of all relationships is mutual investing into each other. Oh, this is so good. And yeah, if you even have a graphic of that, I can post it in the show notes. But for sure. anyone listening, that infinity loop of advice, action, gratitude, like keep that in mind as you're thinking about building your business over the next 12 months. That's so, so, so valuable. So from a high level perspective, for somebody listening, they're hearing your enthusiasm in the importance of building relationships and making genuine or real connections, as you would call them. But I would love to kind of double tap on what are some of the benefits you have found to prioritizing building real relationships and growing a network versus just mass marketing, posting blindly on social media. I notice you're not a big social media guy. You're not huge <laughs> no. into creating one to many marketing campaigns where you're just like sharing TV ads and you know, pumping out content that's just going into the metaverse. Um, when you think about that dichotomy, what you do is the one-to-one, -one, prioritize mm. the connection, prioritize a real relationship versus what I see, I want to say 95% of new business owners doing, which is one-to-many, just start mass marketing, even though they feel like nobody's listening. Why mm. do you see so much value in the one-to-one? -one? What has that given you in your life, in your business, in your growth trajectory? Because this is a, a radically different way of doing <laughs> life and doing business. Such a good question, Kelsey, because I, I haven't really thought about this. And you're right. Yeah. Like you can't really find me much on social. I no, could be doing I'm way like trying I to could, tag you. I, I could be doing way better. Like I need a Kelsey Riddle masterclass <laughs> on on how I could be doing this way better. But I I I love going deep with people and you can build a whole business going one-on-one -on -one and building deep relationships. Like as an example, what I've realized is I'm just really grateful to say that some of the people on my show are playing really high levels. And one of the people I've admired a lot is this guy named Charles Bird that's come on my show. I built an amazing relationship with him. And he's selling anywhere from $27,000 to $45,000 packages. And he doesn't use any social media. He doesn't use, he uses deep relationships and one-on-one -on -one referrals, right? Because if you think about, and I want to make this applicable for everyone, because not everyone's going to come out of it. I'm not even selling the level that, that, that Charles is talking about, right? But yeah. The higher you go, the more you realize that in price points, 
people trust uh, referral significantly more. And so Charles and I do these things called referral parties, where because we trust each other in our relationships, and we know the level of people that we're able to hang out with, like we will, like it's this session where you just sit down and you just say, what are you, who are you looking at getting connected with? And who are you, and, and I looking at getting connected with, and we just make those deep introductions to each other, right? And like, that just happens at a really high level. And so mm-hmm. I just think, specificity and and this is such a key theme i'm not going to really nerd out on this that much but if you do one-to-one you have to understand people a lot deeper than if you're doing one-to-many because one-to-many this is going to sound weird you can hide doing one-to-many you can be talking you can talk to so many people and be talking to no one right i think if you (laughs) take the lens of talking to one person and going deep with one person you're going to understand how they function, what they need help and support with. And you're going to be able to contribute at such a deeper level because you understand them so much more. And then that can expand to one to many. So I will say right now, like I've been, I've been hiding for a lot of time and I've (laughs) quote unquote hiding. Like I haven't been really rapidly scaling my, my podcast and all that kind of stuff, which I'm going to start doing this kind of stuff. But I think I'm ready now because I went so deep and I understand and I've gone deep with myself, I've gone deep with other people. Now I feel like I am ready to communicate at a much one-to-many level. But I I, I would just encourage anyone to think about the value of going one-to-one because you're going to have a much deeper understanding of the intricacies. Um, and, you know, you could be creating and sharing content that's like not resonating with anyone. But if you're having a one-on-one conversation with someone and they're nodding and they're, they're, or they're, they're giving facial expressions, it just gives you so many more feedback opportunities to really hone in the stuff that you're working on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what I'm hearing you describe is actually kind of the opposite of, I think, how a lot of people enter into their entrepreneurial journey. They start with the one-to-many, they start blasting, hey, I have this group program. And then they wonder, like, why is nobody listening? And why is nobody joining? And you realize you haven't really had any meaningful conversations with your dream avatar to validate that they actually are nodding along saying, I want this. So then they have to almost learn this skill of connecting with people on a deeper level, have that one-on-one conversation, host one of our past guests on the podcast, Jonathan Goodman. He hosted something like 500 market research calls before Mm. he launched the personal training development center. People look at him and say, how did he launch this online B2B business for trainers and have such great success? Because he talked to 500 personal trainers on the phone, collected data. He was totally abandoned and had spreadsheets. And then (laughs) he tweaked the product and launched it. He didn't just launch it in a dark cave and then say, hey, is this the right fit? Does anyone want this? So I think it's such an interesting perspective to really ask yourself in this moment, am I doing well with the one-to-many or the one-to-one? And do I need to perhaps have a hybrid or sway towards one side or the other based on the feedback that I'm getting yeah. from my audience? <laughs> I, I love this. And I want to, I want to add something here, if that's okay. You, yeah. you, you, we, we could talk for forever and ever. So um, <laughs> I want to talk about the Ikea effect because this is so important because I, I I don't want this to be missed. The importance of what Kelsey just shared of having those conversations, doing that research. So I learned, I learned my first ever mentor, I'll give a, a hopefully a one minute version of this story. I was 16 years old. I was working on a business plan for a high school um, 
competition. It was my business plan was called the Sizzling Ninja Food Truck because that's all I knew about what, uh, starting restaurants. Like I, again, I'm 16 years old. My email address is asianninja221 at gmail.com. Like it's it's you know I, there was no there was no reason for anyone to to really say this is a kid that I I want to help and support. But my first ever mentor, I was wanting to fundraise for this trip to go to the international competition because I took first in state with this the Sizzling Ninja. <laughs> and I didn't have the money to pay for the trip. And my dad introduced me to this this mentor, Brenda Campbell. And uh, she shared one thing with me that completely transformed my life. And this will tie back into what you just shared. But she said, if you ask for money, you'll get advice. But if you ask for advice, you'll get money. And I was like, that sounds pithy. That sounds cool, but I don't, I, I don't really understand what you're talking about. She's like, don't worry. Let me, let me, let me share. Let me actually show you what this means. And so she opened up her Rolodex and ended up connecting me to all these high level people. And I'm, again, I'm 16 years old. And she says, what I want you to do is I want you to ask for feedback on your business plan. And once you've asked for feedback, ask if they might be willing to contribute to your travel fund. Mm. And sure enough, I did this and $100, $200, $500. And I was able to pay for this trip. And um, it, it is because they invested in me first, they invested in my ideas first, that made it much more likely that they were willing to contribute and support my, my travel fund. And obviously, Brenda did some heavy lifting and made those introductions and set it up that way. But it's, I, again, I wanna, I'm going to tie this full circle to what you said. And hopefully this isn't going to two places, too many places. There's another concept called the IKEA effect. And basically, people value IKEA furniture more because they had to build it. Anything that we invest into, we value more. That is why Build-A-Bear, if you're familiar with Build-A-Bear, yeah. you go and you build, you, you, you pump the freaking stuffing in, you put the heart in it, and you choose the squeaker. Mine was midnight and it said, I love you. I love you when you press it, right? Like, like they literally use child labor to make you build a bear, but they charge $50 <laughs> for you to buy this stupid bear, but it's valuable because you built into it. And the same goes with your relationship. So tying this together with what you said about doing those customer research calls, what Brenda Campbell shared with me and the Ikea effect. Again, it is easy to hide when you say, this is my thing. I'm going to put it out on social media. Hopefully someone buys. Um, but if you have a conversation with someone and get feedback on what you're working on, one, it's going to make your idea better because you're going to hear the things that and the reactions of people that, that um, are considering buying your thing. But mm -hmm. two, if they provide you with legit feedback, again, and I'm tying three concepts together, infinity loop, right? Action and advice, gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. So if you ask for feedback and they, they give you something great, express extreme gratitude, you go back and you could come back to that person that you just said, Hey, thank you so much for sharing that one thing that you shared in our call. I actually made an adjustment to what I'm working on. And that was because of you. Thank you so much. Now what's happening is this person, person that you're asking for feedback on is getting involved with this product or idea that you are creating and they are valuing it because they are co-creating it with you right mm. so like so many offers that i built and i'm doing this right now it's like i want to come up with something and toss it off to someone and say what are your thoughts on this and because i don't even know if i hit the mark you know like i could be completely off on this thing and so it, I think it's weird because again, this like, concept of like hiding in one to many, you can't hide in one to one. And it gives you an opportunity to actually build a relationship at the same time that somebody invests in your idea. So you walk away with a better product, you walk away with a deeper relationship, and they're more likely to want to join the thing because they yeah. actually invested and participated in co-creating the thing. So that was a long story, long answer, three-part tie-in, but hopefully that added value to what you were sharing. <laughs> I mean, 
It does. It's so cool because I feel like you have a framework for everything. And especially in this, it's like organic marketing, you have frameworks in. I don't know if you would look at it that way, but this is something that I so desperately want more people to know about because there's so many people teaching Instagram ads. There's so many people teaching how to create a 12 month content calendar. And it's like, we're missing the point. I just want (laughs) to shout it from the rooftops like you do. And I think this is so brilliant. And something that's fascinating that I see in you is that you're such a creative thinker and visionary, but you also have this systems-based framework approach where you take the esoteric big magic idea and then you're like, no, this isn't magic. You can actually make it into a framework that anybody can learn. Anybody can build relationships. It's not because you or I are special or that we're like overly extroverted or just have this big network that we were born into. It's like when we really think about this logically, if you have a small network now and you want to meet more real, awesome, connected people, there's got to be some things that are Mm. very consistent in people who are able to bridge that gap. So for somebody who comes to you and they say, I don't have a network, I don't know anyone, what is like one or two things that you would offer them as a starting point? Like, do they just need to think of a hundred people they know? Do they need to meet one person? Like what's a very tangible takeaway for Mm. the person who says, I just don't have that many connections. Oh man. Okay. Cause I just thought as you were sharing, thank you for all those kind words. I really appreciate it. Cause it's like, oh man, I don't even realize that I do some of this <laughs> stuff, but I I thought of something that's, it's definitely doable. It's very valuable. And it's how I validated and built some of my own stuff. And if you do this right, it will build relationships. It'll validate stuff. And you will, you will walk away with, uh, a significantly deeper, higher quality product if you do something like this. So remember we talked about curation at the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. I realized how important it is to describe the kind of people that you're curating. So if you've, if you've gone through Kelsey's content, you, you understand the importance of like defining your target avatar and like all that kind of stuff. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, even in the event that I created that Kelsey came to, that was one of the reasons I think Kelsey came and I don't want to toot my own horn here, Kelsey, but like I talked about, it's like, I'm going to curate curiosity driven, deep connection focused, Mm -hmm. um, just like real human beings that are really high level entrepreneurs and like, okay, that's curation. And that was valuable right then and there. So one thing I would encourage you to do is to get really clear on who it is that you're serving, but remember that the people that you're serving will find inherent value if you've curated a room that are, of people that are very similar to them. So that, that's that's an important insight right there. So one thing that I've done to validate and build an offer is say, this is who I've curated, right? And, and reach out to them and create an event where you are literally just serving them, right? And you 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 then in real time, you're testing your content. This is who's being curated. At the end of whatever it is that you create, simply ask for them to fill out a survey at the end to help you 
improve it and do this in real time, by the way, don't say fill out the survey at the end, carve out five, 10 minutes at the end of the experience. Right. And again, I apologize if this is like too much of a high level strategy and we can go deeper. But if you, if you say, this is who I'm curating, this is who's coming. This is the result you're going to get at the end of this experience. I'm not charging for it, but I want to get your feedback at the end. They give feedback in the survey. And one of the final questions on the survey is, would you be open to providing more feedback on a one-on-one conversation with this? And then you can go deep with the people that literally opted in and said yes. So this is, again, now I'm tying back all the things we talked about, right? Because AVE, you could say, hey, you know, I came across your posts on social media. It seems that you're working on this. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was super cool. I'm putting together a group of people right now that is curated based around these values. This is the result that we're going to do. I'm not charging for it, but my promise is that you'll walk away with this at the end. Are you interested in me sending over more information on, on that? They, they opt in, you create an event, you real-time test your content, provide the survey at the end. They opt in to saying, yes, I want to have a one-on-one conversation. And then you get feedback at the end. So it's kind of a more complex thing that I think you were looking for, but I've done this to validate offers and it forces you to do so many things. It forces you to get good at connecting with people. It forces you to test your content in real time and deliver value. Mm -hmm. And you gather feedback and have the opportunity to go one-on-one and provide those kind of validation conversations. So I've done this to validate you know, different offers that I'm doing right now. And that's the exact structure that I use to make a better outcome at the end, develop deep relationships and get people to co-create the experience on the way. I think that everybody listening needs to go back and just rewind and listen. You like verbally (laughs) shared a really valuable template there. Like I, Hey, Brandon, I'm creating this thing and it's meant to do X, Y, and Z. And I would love to chat with you or you know, is this something you would ever be interested in? I think as human beings, I've noticed we are so scared of asking for feedback. Like most people that feels very uncomfortable to say, I have this idea. I want to start helping nutritionists to grow their business. And I want to do it this way. What do you think? So Mm -hmm. instead we avoid the feedback loop and just create the thing. And then again, we wonder why nobody's paying attention. So I think that was Mm -hmm. super, super valuable. And I want to double tap too. You mentioned the retreat in Park City, Utah that you hosted this past summer. And I know that one of the main reasons why I said yes and got on a plane and took a week off work and got myself (laughs) in that incredible space with the people you curated was because you created this one minute, I want to call it like a, a video It wasn't anything like glamorous. It's not like it was a promo video. It was just you filming yourself on Zoom and you shared the core values and the collective vision. Mm. And I knew that I didn't need to know all of the nitty gritty details. I just needed to know that I would be in a room of others who understood my challenges and perhaps shared in my vision. It's so simple sometimes. Like we think we need to have these thousand page sales letters, but all I needed to hear was I'm going to be surrounded by people who get me. 
um, mm. and who are maybe working towards something similar. So yeah, I just think that it's so cool um, how you were able to position that retreat and then curate the exact right people. Like it was truly a magical group. Mm. Um, so I am curious to go a little deeper on the retreat because my listener listeners will know that in episode 296, I shared a trip recap. I kind of debriefed everything. I'll link it in the show notes if anyone wants to listen. Why did you take the leap into hosting an in-person gathering of visionaries, of super connectors, of people who had curiosity at one of their core values? Uh, and were there any surprising outcomes from hosting a three-day retreat mastermind? Yeah. So I'll share, I'll share a quick story. So I, I, don't, I haven't really shared this story that much. So it's November in Wisconsin, which is really cold. Yep. And I'm walking up to Lake Michigan and I'm slowly peeling off layers of clothing <laughs> and I'm starting to walk into this deep, cold water. And the few people around on the beach are like, who the hell is this guy? And what the heck is he doing? Right. And so I get deeper and deeper into the water and I just, I know you do ice fast, Kelsey. Yeah. So, you know, you know what this is like, but it's like, you know, time just slows in freezing cold water. And the reason why I got into that water that day is because I desperately wanted to feel something. Cause I was at a really low point. Like I just had a massive failure with a business partner. Um, the partner was tied to a network of people that I thought were my friends. And so I didn't really know how to appreciate, you know, approach those relationships and I had been working on this business partnership for, you know, several months. And so it was like me stepping in the water was like, God, I just want to feel something like I just want to I just need to reset my body and just just figure out what the heck is going on. And so as I sat in that water, I, I it, it represents me saying, OK, I need to I need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the heck is going on. And that reset was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because I had to go back to the drawing board and ask those really hard questions. And those really questions are, what do I want? <laughs> one of the hardest yeah. questions to answer, what do I want? What are my core values? What are my superpowers? Who do I want to serve? Those are mm -hmm. all really hard questions to answer. And I'm not saying pull out a Google doc and answer it in 10 minutes. I'm talking, I spent years answering these questions, right? Um, and, and so I'm doing a really long winded answer to your question, but this was part of the why is because I did all the deep work and realized that what really brings me alive is seeing people that I love spending time together and connecting. One of one of my superpowers is connection and curiosity and, um, you know, creativity and communicating a, a, a big vision. Right. And so I had to reset and I had basically, the, I, I, I treated it like a board game. Like if Brandon Fong, was playing a game and he was a character in this board game and these are his superpowers these are his strengths this is what his wants how do i design a game that brandon fong would win at right mm. and so that is when i kind of sat and i was like when what are all the pieces that need to fit together that would make the biggest win for the people that i want to serve tap into all of my core values tap into all of my superpowers and put that into one spot and so after like forever of like jigging these puzzle pieces together. I was like, I need to do 
experiences for people and start bringing people together. Right. And so that was the foundation of when I'm like, okay, I need to start figuring this stuff out. So that was kind of like the why it was actually came from like, I need to figure out an aligned version of me. I think one of the biggest questions that we can all ask is how do we create an aligned business model? Not the business model that works for everyone else. Not what all the gurus are saying. I know you talk about this all the time, Kelsey, but something that works for you, that is your natural expression of your gifts and your contribution contributions to the world. And so that a long-winded answer to your question of why the heck, what, why did you create this and how did you curate around it? But to me, this was, this was the representation of a, uh, a year of hard work, answering the deep questions and asking myself, how do I add massive value to people in alignment with my skill sets and contributions to the world? Um, and, and I had had a conversation with my partner in this event, John Davey, years ago, where he had wanted to do something similar. And when I kind of put all these puzzle pieces together, it just yeah. clicked. I'm like, that conversation I had with John like three years ago. And I texted him, I'm like, dude, did you ever do the thing? And he's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, do you want to do the thing together? <laughs> and so so that's when that's when that all kind of lined up and we created that event. So hopefully that answers your question. But I think it's important to answer those deep questions because that's where the gold comes from. I think a lot of us resist answering those deep questions. Like I think your story of just having what you would call a massive failure. We've all had something like that perhaps in our journey. And oftentimes like you can sit in that lull for a long time, but refuse to face the questions that are actually going to help you move out of that hole. And, you know, I don't know how long you kind of sat in that water or had to move about your life before you were willing to sit down and say, what do I want? If I'm creating mm -hmm. the board game of Brandon Fong, you know, what are the puzzle pieces? Who is the character it's the game of life, right? Like you get to build. That's the yeah. beauty about entrepreneurship. But when you're in the thick of it and you've had a failure or a deep loss or something of that nature, it can be really challenging to go, okay, clean slate. What do I want the next 12 months to look like? And to actually be in a headspace where you're able to think beyond your current circumstances is really, really hard. And I think, mm. too, that something like what you hosted with John, a retreat, for anyone who is feeling stuck at all, just any resistance in your business, getting into a room of others, uh, getting on a plane, taking time off of your yeah. regular routine is actually what I find to be the most beneficial spend of time anytime I'm feeling stuck or stagnant or just like the energy is stale or I'm experiencing some sort of sadness within the business. So um, hopefully if you host more of these retreats down the line, we can share them with the visionary community because what you created was so special and it's kind of magic that can only happen when you get the right people in the right space. And sometimes there's an agenda and sometimes there's not and things just unfold. This, that doesn't happen on Zoom as often, I yeah. have found. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. And I'm so grateful that you came. Like when I, like, I just think back on that that event so fondly. Uh, we had like, at the end, we had everyone create, we created these challenger coins. I don't know if you still have yours, Kelsey, I or sure whatever do. it is, right but, over here. <laughs> but, but we bought, we bought these blank coins and we had people stamp a word on there that, that felt like represent their experience. The word that I wrote on mine was bliss. Cause it just brought me so much joy to see people together. And like, I had this, I'm, this isn't really going anywhere besides just like one of the things that stuck out is when we, we, we made dinner the first night together. Um, yeah. And, 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 and this first day people weren't really allowed to share 
what they did so like it was just like this group of this group of people that like didn't really fully know the full story but it was kind of like unfolding and you know I just remember you and David making dinner together and like David got cilantro up his nose or something (laughs) and you guys were making the samosas together and and so that just brings me so much happiness so I I, yeah I don't that's not going anywhere besides the fact that I appreciate you for coming and it was so much fun (laughs) it was so much fun and I don't think it was cilantro I think he actually got jalapeno up oh shit (laughs) yeah way worse it was something whole other <laughs> level of torture when you touch the inner part of your nose or the jalapeno seeds Hundred <laughs> percent. oh my goodness so brandon as we start to close out on today's interview i am curious what's lighting you up right now what is sparking your curiosity and in fact i love in the intro of your podcast you state that you chat with adventurous people who are taking voyages into the unknown and Mm. they're looking to satisfy their curiosity, fulfill their purpose, bring their ideas to life. So I know that you're someone who's always kind of thinking about the future. So I guess my first question then is what is a current voyage you are taking into (laughs) something unknown or into something that's really lighting you up right now? Oh man, I'm deep in the unknown. I love the unknown. Um, (laughs) I, I, I ran a Spartan ultra earlier on in this year. It's a 34 mile, 60 obstacle race. And like, when you sign up for those things, you're like, I have no idea how the hell I'm going to do that, but you do it. Right. So I think you have to sometimes put these things out there that it's just like, I have, I have, re- I legit have no idea how the heck this is going to happen. Yeah. So anyways, one of the things that's really lighting me up right now is I had this vision right before our in-person event. Cause I was at another event before that. Um, but I, I just had this idea of like, I had so much fun hosting that event at Park City. I want to continue doing more of these. And so a keystone goal I've been thinking a lot about is I want to spend my 30th birthday, which will be February 21st, 2026, on Curiosity Island. The island doesn't exist. Um, I don't know where it is. It doesn't happen. But I want to bring together 50 humans that I love very much, celebrate my 30th birthday and host an incredible event. And that to me represents to the community that I'm building that is going to actually support and be there a part of that event. So um, I'm in the middle of doing that. That's lighting me up right now. And the other thing that I do is I run expeditions. Um, So these are guest exclusive experiences that, that people can go on and it's crazy what I'm doing. I've never heard anyone do this before, right? So this is unknown and hopefully this is, but uh, I'm creating a story-based mastermind experience and it is just, I can go into it. I know we're kind of wrapping into it, but like, it's wild. Like it's, it's just seeing people putting people that are really high level in a space of play of fun. I literally shipped them stuff that they unwrap before each section. And I sent them some wild stuff that you would not think would be but but i have some of it sitting on my desk there's little dragons these little pink dragons right like little stupid toy things right but these are yeah so uh, so i'm doing that right now and i've never seen that done before but it was another one of those questions board game questions like okay Mm. let me tap into my curiosity my intrigue my 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 vision of putting somebody into a story and let me create something and I'm just having so much fun. It just, it's, it's insane that I get paid to do this kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, I literally just thought of, I pulled this stuff right out my butt 
and you guys are paying me money to go through this experience I created and they're having so much fun. They're developing so much deep relationships. So long-winded answer, but Curiosity Island expeditions, those are two things that I just didn't know. I don't know how they're going to happen or part of it's being figured out, but the road is unfolding as I continue walking down it. (laughs) So exciting. And I know one thing that led you to really solidifying the fact that you are curious, you are um, somebody who explores ways to curate great great groups of people because you did all of these strengths finder tests and oh, you did yeah. a lot of personality tests. And I think that's such a, it's something that maybe we've all done when we started a job and our manager asked us to do this. But I often find that every couple of years, it is really valuable to yeah. take one of the tests and really dissect the results and say, have I leveraged all of my top strengths or skill sets in what I'm creating? Because I think we forget, like maybe one of my skills is that I'm playful, but my business is very rigid and there's nothing fun about my course materials. And then you can ask yourself, wait a second, if I'm really naturally gifted at bringing that playful energy, what can I do to bring that into the next iteration of my offer? So um, I know that's something you're passionate about. Maybe we'll geek out on a future episode, but yeah, personality I can talk so much about that. So really good. help you out. Yeah. Is there anything you would suggest for somebody who maybe hasn't taken a test or who doesn't really understand their own strengths at this point? One of my favorite quotes is you can't read the label from inside the jar. If you are sitting inside of a pickle jar right now, you could not read the nutrition facts on the outside. Our strengths are so close to us that you discount the value of them. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Yes, take those tests, but yes, take them seriously. Because like people, you, you, nobody, no, you listen to this right now. Nobody has your strengths, skill sets, experience, story, life. And it is so unique. It is so valuable. It can contribute so much to the world. And the biggest thing is you have to give yourself permission that it's valuable to begin with. And so I I wouldn't discount that question I gave earlier. If your life was a board game and you were a character, how would you design the the, the game for you to win? It's a really powerful question because you step outside of yourself. But that's literally one of the catalysts of me coming up with that question is I I took all the tests I've taken. I put them in a Google Doc, like a 60-page Google Doc. And I was like, okay, here are all the different variables that are showing up over and over and over again. How do I create with this container? So yeah, yeah, would highly encourage you guys go take that. If you want a free one, one, uh, just go take Principles U. That's a really good one. That's Ray Dalio's company that does that. Um, that might be a, a good one, but I can obviously give some more recommendations and couldn't mm-hmm. recommend it highly enough. Well, on that note, if people want recommendations, if they want to get into your world, if they want to find more about the podcast that you host, mm. where are all of the places that they can find you and make a real connection with you? <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So shout out to my friend Blake Fly. That is also your friend as well. Cause he he's got me super on to these multiple choice things. I literally just turned my LinkedIn bio into a multi cho- multiple choice <laughs> experience. Go check it out. It's I, I published it yesterday. It's so much fun. So I'm going to give you guys listening right now, multiple choice options, uh, and you can choose your adventure on how you would like to move forward. So uh, option A is you're just grateful and you're excited that you spent the time with Kelsey and I today. And I appreciate that so much. And you you don't do anything, which is totally cool. Option B is go check out Beyond Curious. Uh, Kelsey and I are recording an episode right after this with her. Um, so maybe we can time the episodes that come out. I don't know if that will work. But if that doesn't uh, 
the timing doesn't work out on that. I would recommend you check out episode 140 a, um, that will go through lots of the stuff that we talked about. It's one of the most valuable episodes I've produced. Uh, so that's option B option C I'm doing another Blake fly thing. I've never done this before on a podcast, but text me and I will, I will recommend a podcast episode for you to listen to if you share what you're working on. Um, and this is not a software number that's going to go to my support team. <laughs> this is literally the number that when, when Kelsey texted me and said, you know, she sent me a, a video of her and Abby, her dog walking this morning. This is that phone <laughs> yeah. number, right? So shoot me a text and I will recommend a specific episode. My number is 262-893-4578. And I'd be happy to uh, give you a specific episode. And I'm I, whether you choose to do A, B, or C, I appreciate you so much and uh, really grateful for your time today. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, Brandon, for all of the wisdom you shared, all of the frameworks that we can go back <laughs> and listen to. And perhaps choose one framework and start applying it to the way that we connect and build our businesses. And then to text you with feedback. Now that we have your phone <laughs> number, we can spam you. We can <laughs> ask you for a good episode recommendation. So thank you so much, Brandon, for being on the Visionary Life Podcast. And we wish you all of the best. Oh man, thank you so much, Kelsey. And like I said at the beginning, you guys are in the right spot if you're listening to Kelsey's voice right now. So Kelsey, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for doing your homework. This was so much fun. And thank you guys for listening. I'm really grateful for you spending the time with us today. Hey, Brandon here again. I hope you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Kelsey where the mic was turned and you got to hear a little bit more about my updated thoughts on some of the stuff I've been working on. Really excited to continue to share lots of stuff and more juicy stuff is coming in the near future. So in the episode, we talked about episode 296 on Kelsey's podcast, Visionary Life. And the story behind that, if you remember, was that Kelsey dedicated the full episode on her podcast, talking about her experience attending the Park City, Utah event I put together with my friend John Davey called the Curiosity Quest. So uh, funny backstory is I actually didn't know Kelsey was going to do an episode on it until I was prepping for my interview. And I saw that she did a whole podcast episode on it. And I listened to it. And obviously, it lit me up to kind of hear her perspective of going through the event. So since it's been a while since I've really talked about some of the stuff I've been up to, I figured you could just kind of listen to Kelsey's thoughts on it. So I'm just going to tack this right on to the end. So here is Kelsey's episode number 296 about her experience at the Park City, Utah Curiosity Quest. You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries, welcome back to the show. Today is a little bonus episode because I wanted to sit down and recap my recent trip to Park City, Utah. It was totally crazy. And if you followed along the journey on Instagram, you would have seen that 
I showed up to this mansion in Park City and there were 13 other entrepreneurs from all over North America and I had never met any of them in real life. I knew two of them from a mastermind that I had been part of last year. So I had met two of them through the Zoom universe. But other than that, I was really going into this experience blind. And I shared quite a bit about the unnerving feeling of saying yes to something and following your gut, knowing that You have to take leaps and you have to take calculated risks in life and business if you want to get outside your comfort zone and explore new territory. However, it doesn't mean it's not scary or that it feels easy or that you are just guaranteed to always get what you thought you were going to get. So let's rewind it back a little bit. Like I said, I was part of a mastermind last year. Um, probably about, let's say, 16 months ago, and I met someone named Brandon. Brandon is a very vibrant, curious, passionate entrepreneur. He hosts a podcast, he's got mastermind and coaching programs, and he's very, very talented behind the scenes in creating events and processes and helping entrepreneurs to streamline and become more efficient. So right off the bat, Brandon and I connected, and even after the 90-day mastermind that we had together, there was still a lot of conversation back and forth, and I just thought, well, cool, like I have a new digital friend, right? As an online entrepreneur, I'm often meeting my friends through places like Instagram or LinkedIn or through the podcast. So really, this was no different. And I never really thought anything more was necessarily going to come from this friendship. We would meet up on Zoom, we would chat, we would hang, and then one day I get a text message. And this was probably early June, so not that long ago as I'm recording this, like less than two months ago. And the text message is from Brandon, and it's like, hey, I want to invite you to something. Here's a one-minute video. And I'm like okay, this is really odd. So I watched the video and it's Brandon and the co-planner of the retreat, John, and they're basically describing that they're hosting this intimate retreat in Park City, Utah, and here are the themes, here's who they're going to be inviting, do you want to come, here's the price. And I watched this video and I'm like, wait, whoa, Full body, yes, and I know no details. And what's crazy is that if I look back to January of 2023, I had actually been chatting with a mutual friend, uh, Brandon and I's. This was a totally separate conversation. And at the end of this conversation, my friend Michael, he says to me, is there anything that you're currently looking for that I can help with? And I said, you know, the only thing that I'm looking for is to go to some type of in-person conference or event or retreat. And it had to be in person because after a few years with COVID, making everything go digital, I just knew that I didn't want to sit in front of a screen any longer. I wanted to get out, get back into the world of connection and relationship building in real life. So I say this. 
And I also said, but I want it to be in a really cool, adventurous place. And I had also been talking to another friend of mine about how wouldn't it be cool to start gathering adventurous entrepreneurs so that when we go to things like retreats, there's actually adventure built right in. It's not like a you sit at the conference nine to five and then you have to find time to go for a walk or for a run. Like that's actually just part of the connection is that we would go on hikes or we would go or we would go tubing or we would go, you know, mountain biking or do something that facilitated the connection. But we could do more than just sitting inside of a conference center listening to speakers. So I feel like in a way I manifested this retreat. So again, I get this invite. I'm like, okay, this is happening in six weeks. I literally never met anyone here. I'd be flying halfway across North America, spending all this money, and I don't even really know what the outcomes or what the promise of this retreat is. They had never hosted it before, but I had full trust that like, this is a room I need to be in. Of course, at that point, limiting beliefs kick in. It's like, well, maybe I don't have the time because it's summer and we're super busy this summer. Or do I really have the energy to get on a plane, take a risk and go hang out with 13 random people? Do I want to spend the money? So all these objections, am I worthy? Because I did get an inside scoop onto a few of the people who were going to be attending this retreat. And I was like, they're all so successful. And I'm comparing myself to them going, I don't belong in that room. Like, look at these people's resumes. I'm creeping them on LinkedIn going, what the hell do I have to offer? (laughs) But again, as soon as I watched the one minute video, and I think it's really interesting that I got a private invite. So if you're marketing something right now or launching something, private invite and a pre-recorded video. I mean, that was all I needed. It had this come in an email, um, like, I don't know, like some really boring Instagram post. I wouldn't have seen it, but a private, like invite people personally. Why have we lost the art of invitation? So I get this invite and then my next step is like, well, I need to respond because he texted me and I just had this feeling that I'm going. So I basically said I'm 99% in. I decided to book it all off, clear my calendar. I decided to take time before and after to hang out in Park City because I knew they had good mountain biking. And I booked hotels and I said, okay, let's do this into the unknown. I have no clue what is going to happen here, but I just knew I needed to be there. So I get to Salt Lake City. That's the airport that I flew into. I arrive late on a Saturday night because we needed to be there for Sunday afternoon. I'm still feeling a little nervous. I just keep thinking like, please let this be worth it. I wake up Sunday. I go explore Salt Lake City. I get green juice from Whole Foods. I stay in the sketchiest hotel. (laughs) That's a story for another time. And around three o'clock, I get picked up at the hotel and Jonna picks me up. She's actually a girl I was in the mastermind with. So we had met on Zoom before. And so she comes to pick me up. There's another guy in the car and we start driving up to Park City. We start scaling this mountain. We're getting higher and higher and higher. 
It's gorgeous. And all of a sudden we pull up to the mansion and we had all seen pictures of it before. They sent us the Airbnb listing. But at this point, again, I'm still like, okay, this is going to be really weird walking in the door and being like, who else is here? So we walk in, a bunch of people are hanging out, having snacks, sitting at the island. We're in this gorgeous lodge, mountainside lodge with huge windows, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, an upstairs, a downstairs, this amazing main living room with floor to ceiling windows. And we have the most epic views of just all of Park City. And I'm like, okay, still like very, very concerned what is going to happen over the next three days of this retreat. But I arrive and I start talking with people. And there is a girl who is a female startup founder from Western Canada. There are a few guys who are local to Park City, Utah, and they are in sales and they own brick and mortar shops that are doing extremely well. There is somebody who is in the software industry and lives in San Francisco. There is somebody who's from Milwaukee who owns a bunch of coffee and cocktail bars. There is, who else, a mindset coach who is originally from Colorado, but she lives in Park City and she is the mindset coach for Google X. There are so many people. There's somebody who works for an online business that I've admired for so, so long. So we've got the variety pack and you guys, from moment one, I just knew I was in the right space. And from Sunday night, we kicked things off. We all went downstairs. We started with a gratitude exercise. We started sharing our goals and our visions for our business. We cracked wide open. I shared things that I haven't even shared with some of my closest friends. And here I am with a group of supportive entrepreneurs. And we're all just kind of letting each other in on what it's like and what we've been up to. And what's crazy, what's crazy, crazy, crazy is that for the first 12 hours of being together, nobody was allowed to say what they did for work. So all we talked about was like, what do you love to do? Where are you from? What lights you up? Why did you come here? What's, you know, what's keeping you excited these days? We didn't talk about work. And then we woke up on Monday morning and we again, kept talking just about life in general and who we are as human beings. Um, And then we got into the first day of programming. So on day one, we did some masterminding in the morning. We had this like super fun partners game where we had to learn about everybody and then guess who our partner was. Then we went on a wander and wonder. We hiked up to this beautiful lake, probably about an hour and a half hike. And then we sat by the water. Some people went swimming. We came down. We, um, oh my gosh, we like hung out in the mansion. It was just so cool. And that night we all cooked dinner together. So there was a chef there, but he assigned us all stations and we made this gorgeous Indian meal. And then on day two, we, again, we kept going through our masterminding and we problem solved each other's businesses and we shared our biggest challenge and where we needed help with. And then we went tubing down this river. It was so crazy. We spent a few hours on the water. We stopped on an island and had lunch. Then we did a mindset session with the mindset coach for Google X and 
worked through some of the blocks we're experiencing and had our final dinner together. And then Wednesday morning, we woke up, we had a dance party, we loved on each other. We, the night before, sat in the hot tub and just hung out and just connected and felt less alone on a journey that can be so scary. Entrepreneurship is absolutely crazy. And when you find yourself feeling like, I don't know if I'm on the right path or like, does anybody understand me? That's when you need to get to these retreats. And although we all came from different industries, different backgrounds, like I was one of the only coaches there. I'm one of the only people that predominantly promotes my services online. It was so refreshing to just see how everybody else is building community and how they have achieved such success doing something completely different than me, which is so, so, so cool. And when I look at the through line, we were all brought together based on core values of connection and curiosity and adventure and a drive for more out of life. We didn't know what the itinerary was going to be. We didn't know what we were going to eat, where we were staying, what activities we were doing, but the core values ran really true. And so the itinerary was built around that and in showing us that we all have so much in common. So it very much was this curated experience. And again, the amount of times I felt imposter syndrome being in this room, like what do I have to contribute to a room of people who are so far along the path already and doing so well? But the truth was I did have a lot to share. And even though it it sometimes makes me nervous to state where I'm at and to state what my challenges are, it also expanded my vision in so many ways because when you're around big thinkers, when you're around people who are pushing boundaries and doing things that you didn't even imagine were possible for yourself, you realize that so much more awaits you on this journey and that by sitting in front of a computer, you're not going to get there. And I'm reading a book right now by an author, Mike Fada. He is actually a guest on the podcast. And a quote really jumped out at me. It says, embracing relationships with other people and the mutual learning that comes with that is the foundation for everything else you need to do to make your business work. So embracing relationships with other people and the mutual learning that comes with that is the foundation for everything else you need to do to make your business work. So that's the secret sauce, you guys. If you've been looking for it, it's here. It's embracing the people around you, the newness of the connections that are possible, learning from others versus sitting in front of a screen. This is what I love doing. I haven't done it. The last in-person conference I went to was three years ago in LA. Um, I went to an Archangel conference and it was amazing, but that was in January of 2022. Um, And it didn't have the same connection and uh, through line of adventure as this did. And so I've been reminded through this whole experience that entrepreneurship is simply just a journey of personal growth and relationship building. And it's not about having the next big marketing strategy or becoming viral on TikTok or threads. 
It's about the people you are connected with and the relationships that you are actively building up. Okay. So to sit behind your computer, to always be on your phone, trying to make something happen through social, it's not enough. Your flywheel needs connection. It needs that magic that only an in-person connection can really spark. So my goodness, I mean, I I could talk forever about this retreat, but I kind of just wanted to share a little snippet. I did share a bunch on Instagram, so you can go check that out. Um, And one thing that I did that was really cool was that I also booked um, about 48 hours, maybe a little more than two days on the back end of this retreat to actually stay in Park City and to just explore and to let everything sink in. And I thought, you know, if I'm flying Toronto to Utah, it's pretty long. Like I might as well stay and enjoy it and book myself into a really nice hotel. So I booked myself into the Hyatt and it was this gorgeous place right at the base of the mountain. I knew Park City had a lot to offer. So at the end of three days of immersion, with other entrepreneurs where we were just like dreaming and a lot of people were helping me to see the weak spots in my business and shining a light on what might be going well that I'm not seeing. I had a lot of ideas. Like I had a full notebook full of coaching from the others and ideas that I wanted to activate. So I really wanted to use that next two days to just integrate and while things were fresh to kind of idea, um, like do a lot of ideation, I guess, for the future. And so I had all day Wednesday and all day Thursday to just revel in that high that comes post-retreat. And what was really serendipitous is that the moment I walked into the retreat on that Sunday, I met a girl named Max and she's the founder of Pick My Brain, such a cool website, go check it out. And almost immediately, like we got chatting and she said, how long are you staying? I said, well, I'm actually staying a little extra after the retreat. I'm going to go mountain biking in Park City. And she's like, oh my God, I want to come. And I said, great, you can stay in my hotel. And I knew her at this point for all of 30 seconds. So as we got to know each other over the next few days, I was like, okay, so are you actually going to come to Park City and stay in the hotel with me? She's like, yep. So we get to the hotel, we upgrade to a two bedroom Uh, or to a two-bed room, and we spent a couple days together. We were working, we went mountain biking together, we went out for dinners, we went on a huge hike, we grabbed coffees. It was just so fun to have a new friend and to just like roll with life. Like, again, I had no idea who this person was, and after 30 seconds of knowing her, I invited her into my hotel to stay with me afterwards. And This is the magic of when somebody invites you somewhere, it's maybe because they see a spot for you. They see a place for you in the room. And if you're not getting invited to events, maybe you're the one that could curate the next event. Maybe you're the one that has a vision you could bring to life or um, to really think about the art of gathering. That's a great book, by the way, by Priya Parker. So needless to say, a week in Utah, I am transformed. I believe I manifested this in a way. And I honestly, I thought I was going to be the one to create this, but I don't know that I was ready to. Um, When I said I want there to be a retreat or a mastermind for adventurous entrepreneurs, this was the manifestation of that. This was the event that I was calling in. And I left Utah on Friday 
I'm not the same person that I was. I have such a bigger vision for the visionary brand, the visionary life podcast, the visionary method as a course, who I am as a marketing consultant and what I have to offer and pricing and structure. And it's, it's so wild how much can change in a few days. So without giving it all away, because this event was called the Curiosity Quest, and we had to get curious to figure out what the heck was going to come out of these three days. So I'm going to leave you with a bit of curiosity, but my curiosity for you is what would the dream event be for you? If you were to go to a business retreat or mastermind, what would it look like? Because the same way I called in this adventurous retreat, like guys, we were tubing on this freezing cold river. That is right up my alley. (laughs) We went on a hike and went swimming in this lake way high up. That is right up my alley. If this event was in like downtown New York City, I wouldn't have gone because I was calling in a place like Park City that was immersed in the mountains that had that magical outdoor energy. And so I want you to start dreaming about what that would look like if you were to get invited to the most epic retreat. Maybe it's like a five-star resort in Greece and it's for female entrepreneurs, or maybe it is like this super, um, I don't know, like super adventurous, but also a bougie retreat in New York City or upstate New York and you're in the Hamptons and it's only for dads who are running businesses. Like what are the specifics? What would you love? And see if you can just jot that down because even though it took six months for someone to invite me to my manifestation, it happened. And I'm so glad I said yes to the opportunity, even though it made me wildly uncomfortable. So that's it for today's episode. I just wanted to share a little recap of where I was last week and the impact it left on me. So that's it for now, visionaries. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. All right, my friends, if you are still listening, man, I am so grateful for you for being on for this entire wild ride of listening to my interview on Kelsey's show. And I hope you are excited for next week where I turn the table and I interview Kelsey. And then I also, again, if you're here, you just listened to Kelsey's whole breakdown of her experience at the Curiosity Quest. So I haven't even created an episode sharing about that. So it was really, really cool and such a treat to listen to Kelsey's perspective. And she said some incredibly kind words. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about about the Curiosity Quest. One of the people that attended was Andrew Reed. Shout out to Andrew. He has a videography company called Red 5 Productions, and he was there, played full out, and recorded and created the most amazing sizzle reel that recapped the entire event. So if you want to actually see me and the other people that were there, I mean, we've already done episodes with other people that have attended. We've had Maxine Cunningham on the show. David Kelly was there. Kelsey, Ryan Castellas, John Ali, like a bunch of people that you 
are familiar with if you've listened to episodes they were all there and they're all in this video um so anyways if you want to check out that curiosity quest behind the scenes of us doing some tubing and some of the other cool stuff that we did you can go to gobeyondcurious.com slash curiosity dash quest that's gobeyondcurious.com slash curiosity dash quest that's going to take you to um that sizzle reel and then you can also see a little bit more about the other people that attended and some of their experiences inside of it so i think that's it so um again thank you so much for being here for playing full out and for investing in yourself and listening to this episode it was a lot of fun for me to share my insights and actually I re-listened to this episode right before I'm recording this, and I, I haven't heard myself talk a while. It's really interesting because it's like there's a version of me that does the interview, and there's a version of me that is interviewed, and they're two different humans, and then there's a version of me that listens to it, and I'm like, huh, that was interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I would have answered that as the listener. So anyways, a little bit of rambling. I hope you enjoyed this incredible long interview, uh, and again, stay tuned for my interview next week with Kelsey Rydell. I appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, that is officially a wrap on another episode of Beyond Curious. So depending on how long you've been listening to the show, you may or may not know this, but for the first about 140 guests on the show, I used to ask a really simple question at the end, and that was, what does happiness mean to you today? And for the longest time, what I wanted to do was dig back through all those answers and compile an episode where I put together all the best responses to that question back to back to back. And obviously that would take a lot of work and editing on my team's part, but I knew it would be good, and I wanted to use it for something special and I didn't know what I wanted to use it for. But now I finally figured out what I want to use it for. So I would love for you to get access to the episode. It is so good and you will hear perspectives on happiness from a Zen master, seventh degree black belt, a decorated air fighter pilot, and even the man who invented the cell phone in one of my favorite episodes that I've never released and will never release officially publicly on the podcast. And all I'm asking in, in return to get this episode is just a few minutes of your time to complete a short survey that will help me to improve Beyond Curious for you in 2024 and beyond and your feedback will help shape the future of the show so i'm super excited for this but all you need to do is head to bfo.ng slash survey in whatever browser you use that's bfo.ng slash survey also have it linked up in the episode description fill out the survey you'll immediately get access to this bonus episode and two other incredible bonuses that uh, will show up immediately after you finish filling out the survey so whether you choose to do that or not thank you so much for hanging out on today's episode and we'll see you soon.